Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. I just Matt Mosley, top of the afternoon to ya. Hope everybody's doing great today. Had such a great time yesterday out at, uh, well, we were at Coaches. And a tremendous barbecue out there at Coaches and brisket, all the fixings. Tried a hamburger yesterday, had a really good one. And um, proud of our association with the fine folks there at uh, there at uh, churches at uh, at our place at coaches, and I really um, also want to say today, UBO, Sean Hunt, all the fine folks at UBO for what they do, tremendous job uh, helping folks out. UBO Business Services, uh, you would be uh, very wise to uh, use their services with your business. Now, Aaron Sexton, um, hope you are uh, having a big day today. Really becomes all about it's very rare leading up to a super bowl this is very this is not uh, for february 1st this is not something that's happened we're, we're really as a nation we are trained for the most part the baylor bear fans are different but for the most part most of the country starts getting excited for college basketball around tournament time okay conference tournaments and then they lead up to the uh, all the uh, uh, announcements the seating all that stuff the, the big uh, selection show and there's something happening tonight that so every once in a while a matchup transcends the regular sort of parameters and protocols of college basketball. Now, there used to be a time when maybe Duke and North Carolina could do that. I don't even think really with all the stuff going on in our country. And boy, today's big news that Tom Brady really is retiring. There's a lot of stuff that's going to take our focus. But this is, uh, this is a huge day for college basketball because Chris Beard is returning to Texas Tech. And the Longhorns go in there. They play at 8 o'clock tonight. Aaron, do, do you feel like uh, are you are you you feel like the Big Twelve really just wants to put this on the streaming service? <laughs> just just kind of have everybody view this thing on Big Twelve now, ESPN Plus. Now I believe this is going to be over the air. Uh, this is a this is a game. Again, people don't normally stop down across the country for a college basketball game, but the level of anticipation. And the level, it, it's it's unhealthy. Some of it's kind of fun. Some of it worries me. Of Chris Beard going back, they feel jilted. Also, Texas is leaving the conference. Tech had a great thing going with Beard, and he decided to go back to his alma mater. When I say back, I mean I he's going to coach at his alma mater, University of Texas. And it's going to be, it's going to be a really, really raucous in wild scene we've been preparing you for it. yesterday we had the beat man for the american uh, austin american statesman brian davis on to talk about it today we'll talk to somebody from the university of uh, from texas techs 
radio broadcast. That's Chris Level. And then I think Thursday, Craig Way may be stopping by to hang out with us, okay? The uh, the voice of the horns. And uh, we'll be talking about a lot of things, including uh, getting ready for uh, the uh, the the – Baylor women and the Texas women are going to be getting together for a rare Friday-Sunday type deal. Kind of a doubleheader, if you will. Best best two or three. Let's hope, uh, although the third one is not going to happen until maybe the conference tournament or something. But this will be, uh, this will be fascinating to watch how all this plays out. Aaron, are you uh, – I'm trying to think what your night might hold because you've got all your algorithms. You, you usually have to, you know, maybe stay up there and run some games and stuff. But I believe tonight, Aaron, you will be able to focus, if you so desire, on uh, Chris Beard returning to Lubbock. Are you uh, are you excited about this college basketball game? I am. I am. I cannot wait to watch this game. It should be great. Packed house in tech. Yeah. And uh, Chris Beard's uh, returned to uh, Lubbock. It, it should be a great atmosphere and a great game. All right. Uh, and that I think it uh, I think it's going to be every bit of that. Are you pulling for Mark Adams and Texas Tech this evening? Absolutely. Okay. All right. I figured that would be the case. Uh, let us know uh, from our Longhorns and our Red Raiders how excited you are for this game. Is this a stop-down moment um, in college basketball? Again, February 1st, you don't often see it. Now, Baylor played Kansas in recent years, a couple of years ago, and Baylor was one and Kansas was number two, I think. And that was a lot of fun. And Kansas came to the Farrell Center, and that was uh, game day or whatever they call it for basketball was in town for it. That was a lot of, that was a lot of fun. I remember... Uh, remember sitting there in fact with the, uh, the the new fudge operation center i was sitting there with jeremy fudge walk, watching that game and uh, that was a classic that was a classic kansas ended up winning that game but it's rare that you get something that feels this big this far in front of the tournament but this is going to be crazy uh, students have been camping out since saturday gets it a little chilly in the evenings in Lubbock, uh, I'm a little concerned, Aaron, some of the uh, bathing habits of the Texas Tech students. I mean, if you think about it, it, it'll be time to – now, I guess you could leave your tent if you have buddies and at some point return to the dorm or apartment and get a shower in and then return to the tent city. Now, this is uh, – I think they're calling it Raiderville. And hopefully Mark Adams has been out there maybe dropping off some donuts and some things. But uh, the, the level of discourse is not good, all right? The, the hate in the air, the obscenities being hurled at Chris Beard. He was riding at the front of the bus last night, and students were following the bus, middle fingers extended, flying the bird toward him. And then uh, last night at some point there was a huge – uh, F.U. Texas or something um, chant that got rolling among the fandom there. It looks, seems to be mostly students. And then I kind of liked it. Our man, although you got to be careful, okay? You don't want people throwing things at you. But Brock Cunningham, 
the uh, really good defensive player for Texas, kind of the do-everything, a little bit of the, uh, I don't know what you'd call him. The Mavericks used to have a player they called the garbage man. He'd come in, and, boy, he'd, he'd, he'd kind of like a in hockey, we used to have, like, enforcers. That's kind of what this guy is for Texas. And he, he just kind of comes out there, gets in all kinds of battles and dives for everything. Well, he started egging on the crowd and went out and kind of and kind of acknowledged the crowd. I, I thought it was kind of fun. I mean, I, and I was glad nothing sort of came of it. I was worried somebody might zing him with something. But, le- again, I noticed that Joey McGuire today has uh, come out with a uh, – a statement or a video talking about, you know, how Texas Tech people should handle themselves this evening. And talked about sending them home with a loss, but, you know, doing it in a classy way and just pulling for your team. Aaron, do you feel like we're going to just see all class tonight in that in that uh, supermarket arena there in Lubbock? Do you think it'll be just all class from the Red Raiders? No, I think it's going to get pretty heated. Yeah. Now, I, these things are – it's hard to capture on TV. I mean, you can't just pick up on every chant and this and that. Um, you know, I, I got to wonder if any UT people are brave enough to go to this game. There were, there are Horns fans that live out in West Texas, live in, that, in Lubbock. Um, I, I say you go at your own risk. You know, most of the places around the Big 12, I think, are fairly accommodating. I don't think they're that mean or whatever. I mean, you know, just kind of some good-natured back and forth. I, I've, I have not witnessed a bunch of ugliness. I really haven't. I mean, I don't like going to TCU, but it's not totally about their fans. I've just had sort of bad experiences over there with Baylor losses and that kind of thing. But I, I don't. I think it's going to be rough tonight. Uh, and, and and so if you if you put on burnt orange, I was uh, I was texting earlier with the with Craig Way, who's very uh, he and uh, Tom Barfield are best friends, and I was testing I was texting with him about hey have you thought about maybe putting uh, neutral colors on, you know wearing something somewhat neutral, and he said well they're going to stick out like a sore thumb if they do that because they'll be right there where they set up broadcast wise next to the Texas bench. If they try to go to anywhere, anything else except their kind of UT gear. Now, Aaron, what do you think on TV on a different note? College, I just was thinking about this last night. Baylor seems to have now the most assistance and support staff for basketball than I can ever remember. I, 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 there's like 17 or 18 people over there. You know, I'm not talking about just assistant coaches. I'm talking about support staff, train, you know, athletic trainers, uh, the equipment people, whatever. I. I've never seen that many people, and that's great. I, I'm all for having as many people as you need. You know, Mark Cuban kind of started that with the Mavericks. Aaron, to your eye, is it is it always a little funny when they're all wearing the exact same pullover? <laughs> Some reason it just, and I guess other teams do that with the same golf shirt or whatever, but it just, when when they all stand up and they're very eager and excited, and, and they all, it's like 27 people, in the exact same pullover, Aaron, is that a is that a funny look to you, or do you like the look? I like the just kind of okay. No, I like the look, but it's it's 
funny that you mentioned that because I did ask John about it at the start of the season. Yeah. Because it, it takes a little getting used to because, as you said, you're not used to seeing it. You know, you, like you said, 10 people that are all wearing that same pullover, you know, and they stand up at the same time. It's a cool look, but it, it, it took me a couple of games to get used to it. Is John wearing the same pullover? Have you noticed that? Because I don't always see John when I'm watching on TV. I don't John think Morris, so. The voice of the Bears. Does he does he go with something a little different? I think he still goes with the uh, button down in the uh, the sweater. Okay. Broadcast. Uh, John used to be a big sport coat guy, especially back in his uh, his TV days. So I would imagine for the longest time in radio. He, uh, John Morris was probably a sport coach. John, text me. Let me. Uh, let's let's just make it really <laughs> awkward and weird. Hey, John, what are you wearing right now? <laughs> Aaron, have you ever texted that to anybody? Oh, don't answer that. Um, I uh, I think um, I think John probably. I think you're right. Kind of goes with a sweater. Although some of these gyms can be pretty stuffy. Lately, I've been watching some of the top uh, high school basketball talent around. And so I've gone to a couple of high school games, and I'm reminded how on a packed house high school game, the air is not flowing well enough. Like, it can get really, really stuffy. What was that like, Aaron, at the old Robinson or maybe wherever Waco High School or Waco was uh, was playing when you were in high school? Were those old school gyms, or were they newer type gyms? venues do you remember uh waco high was pretty old school and robinson was the what's now the i think it's the junior high the old high school but yeah it was the uh cafe gymatorium <laughs> what'd you call it the cafe gymatorium <laughs> that's not true but they yeah they they both uh at the when i was there way back in the day because i'm old uh they were both had pretty old school gyms yeah all right and uh aaron further dating us is the fact that today somebody that's kind of in our age range, you have to stretch it a little bit, but pretty much our age range, um, retired from the NFL. Don't you love how Tom Brady and his crew pushed back on this story, tried to make our man Schefter and Darlington look look bad with their big breaking news story from Saturday that Tom Brady was retiring? No, nothing's been decided. Nothing's been decided. And then today on the Insta, on the Insta, or maybe it was the, it was Twitter and Instagram. Aaron, someday you're going to have to teach me how to – I love how they do that. You know, that kind of that, that, that black screen with, a, with several slides, those Instagram slides. So, you know, everybody was wanting to push back. Oh, we're wrong. Oh, Darlington and, and uh, Schefter are wrong. And uh, they turned out being so right. And uh, Aaron, I uh, – I will tell you this, Darlington is a, and he used to stay here when he would come cover games in town. Darlington used to cover the Dolphins. And somehow I went out there one time, and I was doing a story on Tony Sperano when he first got out there. And Jeff Darlington and I just hit it off, big buddies. And uh, so we ha- we've spent a lot of time together. And you can imagine, Aaron, as a longtime friend of his, when he put his name on that report, I really wanted it to be right. You know, I was like, please, Tom Brady retire like I, I i wanted that report to be accurate and it was and it was and shame on everybody who tried to shoot it down and act mm-hmm. like they were wrong you know because they were absolutely right 
I'm sure there's somebody out there, well, Matt, uh, maybe he wasn't retiring when they said it, but he did <laughs> two days later. I'm sure somebody's trying to say that right now. All right, it is uh, Matt Mosley's show with Aaron Sexton. More, uh, you know, as we get on into the show, the Tom Brady retirement is huge. And, and I don't think we've spent enough time on it this week, so we will. We will. But our weekly visit with the Baylor women's coach, Nikki Collin, the number nine ranked Baylor women, Nikki Collin, joins us next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight and mild conditions with lows falling to 53 degrees. Tomorrow, pack the umbrella. Rain likely with a high of 59. And on Thursday, a winter storm watch in effect for our area. Look for a 70% chance of sleet and freezing rain and a high of 26. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady has officially announced his retirement from the NFL after 22 years, saying today on Instagram that he is not going to make a competitive commitment anymore. Number eight, Baylor got a big win at home over West Virginia last night, 81-77. TCU won on the road over OU, 72-63. In the Big 12 tonight, number 10, Kansas, at number 20, Iowa State. Tip is at 6 o'clock, and Chris Beer makes his return to Lubbock as Number 23, Texas, takes on number 14, Texas Tech. That tip is at 8 o'clock. University of Mary Hart and Baylor football announced in a tweet yesterday evening that Jackson Sinney has died. Jackson passed away in a car accident on Sunday morning. Sinney was a sophomore defensive back from San Antonio for the Crusaders. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, Nikki Collins' weekly appearance, Baylor women's basketball coach, and the Bears um, are on a roll at this point, have now improved to 5-2, and two, back in the top 10, number uh, number 9 in the country. I mean, Nikki, can you even remember uh, what was like, what, 14 days ago now? <laughs> sure can. Sure can. Don't, don't forget. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's, it's all about, you know, understanding where you were and, and continuing to take the approach of like winning the day and being one and oh and you know it's uh so yes i i can in fact you know this is the first time we've played an opponent for the second time and and um you know going back and watching that game and and um i I feel like i'm watching a different team you know honestly and you know we led that game for 37 minutes and made a lot of mistakes late quite frankly, led it for 37 minutes and watching us, like I almost didn't recognize, you know, us. So, you know, maybe that's some COVID, maybe that's, you know, we've made huge strides since then, but, uh, you know, kind of excited to see how, how we look against OU this second time around. Yeah. It's the thing about this conference. That's so, uh, that's so great is, um, you get to go, you know, you get to go play everybody twice and you get to see it again and, and pretty quickly. Uh, Nikki, this, uh, with, with OU tomorrow night, some really cool um, things going on, by the way. The, the Friday, of course, some giveaways, some huge giveaways. And then I believe we got some rally towels uh, being handed out tomorrow night. Uh, by the way, Nikki, those used to be called uh, – you can, you can like, sound like you know all your Baylor history if you, if you bring this up with anybody. Uh, the older crowd will love this. But they used to be called growl towels, all right? Growl, in the, in the old in the, in the Grant Taft era, these were called growl towels. Now none of our mm-hmm. none of our newer crowd would know that, but yeah, the rally towels will be going. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of excitement. What with this interesting? I think it's four games in nine days. That in that little it's eight. It's eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's four games. Four they wouldn't let me get away with saying it was four and seven, but you know, um, oh. <laughs> and, and they're right. It's, it's uh, but when they you know jam this Texas. Uh, yeah. Game in on Friday, you know, as a, as a makeup game. I'm like, yeah. whoa, okay, okay. This is. Um, so. I, I'm sort of curious. Does this does your WNBA time help out? Does that um, does that is it more like almost a um, NBA or WNBA schedule when you when you when you jam that many games in? And will that be something you can kind of fall back on to? Uh, to kind of guide this team through a really interesting uh, uh, next few days? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the uniqueness of this is it's, it is very WNBA-like. WNBA-like. It's almost even like a weekend series, you know, with Texas. Um, and so you, you know, take what you um, did well, take what you need to improve on, do a walkthrough on Saturday, fix some things, and, and you know, play it again. Um, I think the advantage of this stretch um, the, the toughest part is Thursday. It's the one-day prep for Texas. And I don't mean that, um, you know, we're not uber-focused on, on OU because we are absolutely, um, you know, only thinking about OU right now, and, and that's what we need to prioritize. But when you think about, um, you know, the schedule and how it lays out, you know, we haven't played Texas yet. So one-day prep for Texas on Thursday and, you know, coming off a team that plays 
the third highest pace in the country, um, you know, and, and wanting to, to make sure that, that we understand, you know, where our athletes are at physically um, as well as mentally. And so, you know, that's the toughest part, turning around and playing them again on Sunday, like physically is demanding, um, especially the uniqueness of, you know, this is Texas's bye week. So, like, they don't – they played on Saturday and then don't play us till Friday. So, as we – you know, they're, they're sitting back probably at a couple of days off and, you know, we'll, we'll certainly, um, you know, have, have us scouted very well. Very well. Um, and so, you know, I think that's the toughest part is, is the one-day prep for Texas. Turning around and playing them again on Sunday, you know, I, I think you have the ability to kind of look at what you did, and, and obviously it's not a new scout. And then coming back and playing Kansas State, um, you know, a team also that I think we played with a team full of kids with COVID, um, you know, I think we'll look very different against them this time, but at least we've played them before. So, you know, from a prep perspective, you know, Texas is, is the unique opponent and that we haven't played them yet. But, you know, I think players would always rather, like, uh, practice less and play more. Um, but, you know, that that's the tough part on coaches. You, you want to make sure um, that they're ready, that you have the time to prepare them physically, mentally, and, and, you know, get them ready for the game. So it'll be a tough stretch, but I've coached in six and nine stretches, you know, six games and nine days yeah. to finish with back-to-back. And so, you know, you can do it. You can do it successfully. You know, that stretch we had, we were 6-0 and oh late in the season, um, my first year in Atlanta. And so, um, you know, it, it becomes mental. It becomes the, the fatigue becomes, you know, mental in that situation, even though it's truly real. You know, how, how do you block it out? How do you put one foot in front of the other and, and, and be good at your craft? You know, COVID has uh, uh, brought a lot of changes to our game and our lives. And uh, I even remember, um, you know, one of my buddies from college is the coach at, at North Texas for the men. And last year, their schedule, they set it up where they played Friday nights on a, on a Friday, and then they would, and this is every weekend during conference, they'd turn around and play a Saturday day game, and it's just so, yep. I mean, it's just so weird, but like you say, you've done those back-to-backs and know what that's uh, know what that's like. Talking to Nikki Collin on her weekly appearance, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Nikki, I, I am interested in, you know, we brought up the fact that there is a lot of, uh, there are new coaches um, you know, after years and years of sort of familiar faces in this conference, uh, uh, Jenny uh, uh, Baranchek is, uh, you know, has obviously had some early success at Oklahoma. You know all these coaches, and you sort of are able to know their backgrounds and all. She came from uh, Drake. What What is sort of her trademark, and and what uh, you know in the short time y'all been together in this conference? What uh, What have you been able to kind of figure out about? what she's trying to accomplish in, in preparing for this uh, OU team? Well, I think she she walked into a situation. I, I know people weren't going to say that her situation was similar to mine, other than the fact that she certainly followed a legend in Sherry Cole, um, you know, doesn't have the national championships that, that, that Baylor has. But, you know, a super proud program for sure. And, um, you know, maybe didn't have the, the marquee name players um, that Baylor had, but, you know, she, she was able to put her system in that she's run um, super successfully um, at Drake, and that's kind of a, a five-out motion, sometimes four-out, one-in, um, you know, play with great pace, take a lot of threes. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, she didn't have to, you know, jam – you know, a square peg into a round hole. And, and I say, I've, I've said that about, 
my situation as well in terms of the athletes that, um, you know, that, that I inherited here. And so, you know, she's done an amazing job of getting them to buy into this um, system of playing fast and, you know, 49% of their shots are taken in the first eight seconds of the shot clock. Um, and that number has continued to rise in conference play. And so, you know, they they effectively run the floor, take quick shots, have good shooters, you know, space you out, you know, really attack and, and play kind of the analytical game of, you know, scoring most of their points five feet in and behind the arc. You know, um, Maddie Williams is kind of the um, their leading scorer, but the, you know, the one person that, that takes shots, you know, kind of outside of that five feet and three, she'll take a lot of mid-range shots and pull-ups, but, um, you know, they have Taylor Robertson, who's the best three-point shooter in the history of the Big 12. So, you know, they, they've done just an amazing job of, of uh, believing in her system. And then success has, you know, made them be really confident in, in that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I thought the uh, the first matchup, you, you all did some actually really uh, good things in that game and, uh, and obviously kind of ran out of gas a little bit. And this is going to be a... Uh, this would be a tremendous opportunity uh, and uh, to try to keep building on this, uh, the run that uh, that you guys are on right now. I, I had a thought uh, watching and, and reading some about, you know, Asbury and, and, and Jordan, of course. All those, um, that, that had to be interesting for those players. You're a new coach at Baylor uh, or new to Baylor, and, and these players, uh, you know, decide to come to Baylor sort of under different uh, – under different parameters, uh, when some of these people were making decisions and all, um, what what is that like? And did it help that you had, uh, if I'm if my memory serves correct, you had transferred in, you know, in, in your basket in your playing career? Does that you having gone through that? Does it help you sort of relate to players? I mean, this portal's become a wild thing, um, but I'm just kind of wondering you you relating to these players you inherited, and especially these two that transferred into you. Does that um, were you able to kind of fall back on a little bit of your experience in that regard? You know what's really interesting is, um, you know, in my situation, I had to sit out a year, um, and so the, you know, with Jordan, you know, being a grad transfer and using her COVID year, and and Jamie was quite frankly the same way. It was also uh, a grad transfer. She just graduated in three years. Where Jordan, you know, working on her second master's at this point, um, but both of them had way more success at their first school individually. Um, you know, I played on a big, two Big Ten championship teams at Purdue and, you know, was a part of a Final Four and an Elite Eight team um, in the two years I was I was at Purdue, but was very much a role player. And, you know, was um, was so passionate about the game that, you know, had, look, I would have never left had I had a bigger role at Purdue. You know, like I, I – but I, I love basketball enough, and I knew there was a finite amount of time that I could play it, um, that, you know, I knew I needed to go somewhere where I had opportunity to truly play and play a lot. And so, you know, I was I was so grateful for both opportunities. Um, these guys had amazing success. Jordan, um, you know, from SEC all-freshman team to all-conference to, um, you know, being their leading scorer and, and, and getting them to an NCAA tournament or junior slash senior year, whatever we call it, you know, at, at Alabama, you know, Jamie um, averaged 17 points a game. So both of them have taken a step back in terms of, you know, kind of their their impact, even though in a huge way, 
um, they've, they've been so much a part of like this resurgence we've had and the balance that we've had and the ability for teams to not, you know, just load up on, on lists in the paint or clean. And, and so I think it's just um, what I understand is I understand the change. I understand what it ne- means to have new coaches and new teammates. Shoot, when I transferred to Marquette, the year I sat out, I had one coach. Um, Jim Jaber was my coach that I went there to play for. He left to go back to the East Coast and go to Providence. And so then I got another new coach. So um, I certainly understand the dynamics of change. I certainly think in their situation they had so much personal success that they were coming here to compete for championships. You know, they were coming here to learn what it was like to play in a great team. And, and you know, and I think in both cases to to help help further their opportunity for, you know, their pro careers down the road. And so, you know, I think it's it's been a really good match. It certainly hasn't happened in perfect harmony all the time. Like, there have been ups and downs, but I think that, um, you know, the goals that they had and the expectations are, are still, you know, kind of there for the taking for both of them. All right. Uh, I, I did have to – I wanted to have you weigh in. This is apparently – it's looking like Armageddon tonight uh, in Lubbock, the uh, the situation oh, wow, of Chris yeah. Beard going back to Tech. All the students, uh, it's gotten a little ugly, you know, with everything. And some of this is good fun. Some of it, you know, borders on some – hate type stuff that's that's happening have you ever uh uh been involved in a program or even your husband's programs that like somebody you or you were in a game or somebody was going back to someplace they just left and it was like a really ugly kind of mean atmosphere i mean i don't know exactly what to expect tonight it's not like i, I hopefully security can keep them from doing anything too crazy but I, the buildup to this thing has gotten almost out of hand. And and the, the fun part of it is you don't really usually see college regular season games have this kind of buildup. Uh, the downside yeah. is some of it's kind of ugly, you know, and, and so there's a there's a there's a balance there. But is there does this bring back any kind of memories or have you have you ever been a part of anything that, that feels anything even close to this? Yeah, I would. I mean, I'm not sure I can stay close, you know, because this is this is certainly next level of fandom. Um, but I think that, you know, one of the most amazing things um, that I remember, and this was early in my coaching career, um, I was at Colorado State, and um, at the time the Mountain West was really good. We were getting four and five teams in the NCAA tournament because we had Utah and and BYU at the time, and New Mexico was really good, and we went down and played in the pit. Um, and if you haven't played in the pit, you know, I mean, we, we played at elevation um, in Fort Collins, but their elevation was, was different, you know, and, and uh, you know, the uniqueness of the pit and, and the, the, the ramp that you have to come in and out of down to the court. Um, and it was senior day and a sellout. And it was just, it was just insane. And I remember being <laughs> so excited about, you know, it was two really good teams. Um, competing for a conference championship. Um, New Mexico had an amazing senior class that year. And I just remember, like, the walk up the tunnel. Like, it was – they won in a really contested close game, but the fans were absurd, kind of comical, kind of over the top all game long, but super (laughs) aggressive. It was the kind of place when you were in Albuquerque, the team was so good then. Don Flanagan was the coach, and um, that you'd you'd go out to eat as a team, and you'd have people like – you know, we're going to kick your butt and, you know, you're not using the butt term, like as you're like sitting there eating, like 
super like aggressive but excited fan base and and I still remember like um after the game walking up that tunnel and the fans hanging over the edge and here I am like 24 year old assistant coach um and they were screaming obscenities and cuss words and I'm thinking dude your team just won and like your eight-year-old kid is standing right next to you. Like, this is, I'm not sure this is actually the the behavior I would want to model um, to my children. But I just remember thinking at the time, like, this is seriously next level. Um, and so that would be the closest. Um, and I know, you know, as as New Mexico hasn't had the same success over the years, I'm not sure going to the pit is exactly the same experience today. Um, but I think a lot of people would tell you, like. Um, the men's and women's side there and when they've truly been successful, like how crazy um, in a good and bad way um, that that New Mexico fan base has been. Yeah. Isn't that funny that you brought up New Mexico? Cause it's kind of in that same part of the world, you know, as tech love, but you know, there's just yep. something out West. Maybe they're wired a little differently. I don't know. I mean, I, there was something that happened with Marcus smart a few years ago when they were out in Lubbock, when he was playing at Oklahoma State, uh, I remember Brittany, I think, punched a Texas Tech player, Brittany Griner, several years oh, ago. That's and right. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That, yeah. yeah the, things took a, uh, a, a, an interesting turn after that. But, uh, you know, it is, it's a lot of passion involved. And, um, and now, uh, Nikki, the difference is, you know, all that cussing and stuff, like you have that, you know, in your mind. You know, that's a picture in your mind. Now – we have it all on cell phone cameras. You know, we, we, we right. get to, uh, <laughs> you see, and no, you can see exactly. that the, the weird side of Chris Beard sitting up in the front of that bus with kids, students kind of running at him, you know, with obscene gestures. It's like, oh, my gosh. It's like on one hand, we want, like, Baylor uh, students to, to have that sort of passion but just not show it in a different manner. And, um and it, it does feel like um, it does feel like we have a different type of approach, which is a I think a really good thing. But we want them to be as wild and crazy and all that as possible. I will tell you, last thing, not to get too far into history, but uh, they, they, but Tom Penders once was at Baylor, and uh, and Susie Penders vowed never to to come back. I guess she was sitting in the ba- and at that time they took some of the Baylor students away and wouldn't let them sit behind the opposing benches anymore. So uh, it was. Uh, yeah, things got uh, back in the day. Things got out of hand. In fact, the um, the uh, Baylor had to suspend our uh, PA guy because after that game, he he shouted something like, "Baylor has just basically something along the lines of they've just sent Tom Penders and his top rank Longhorns packing, you know, over the oh. <laughs> over the PA." <laughs> oh wow. I mean, but in some, in some ways, we have we have some sensitivity issues. Like it can it can be extreme, certainly. Yeah. And yeah. there's there's a respect and a sportsmanship that that needs to happen. Um, yeah. At the same time, let let let's not let's not be overly sensitive. We know um, people are going to say things in the heat of the moment. You know, it's um, you know, I mean, I had a hold of the mic last night at the men's game, and I was thinking about doing a TED talk, but just instead encourage fans to come to the game on, on Wednesday and Friday and, <laughs> you know, lead the stadium cheer, which my first question was, why do we call it a stadium cheer? Like, we're in an arena right now, and they're like, yeah, maybe we should rethink that, you know. But, um, um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, – it's, it's always fun to be in front of the Baylor fans, and yeah. it was good to see the men, you know, come back last night and 
um, win one without both Flagler and Cryer. I mean, yeah, that 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 that's got that's gutty, especially coming off you know like a one day prep situation. Yeah, yeah, I attribute that to your arena cheer last night. That comeback and well, the, I mean, the, the I, grit I, I, that I'm they not, showed. I don't want to take full credit, but you know we are undefeated <laughs> here at Baylor. You know, so um, you know, and I, I don't even charge extra for it. So. Free service I provide. I don't know. I would talk to your agent. I think I would charge a little extra for that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, Nikki, um, always fun and um, a very exciting stretch coming up. And uh, I feel like by the next time we talk, you'll have played what three more games. We'll have a lot of yeah, we'll have a lot to talk games. about. <laughs> for sure. So anyway, well, I appreciate it. There, there it. she there she goes, Nikki Collin. It is now time for. Campus Confidential Big Portal News. Oklahoma star quarterback has finally found a destination. That is next. Recently on Game Time, from Blog of the Boys in ESPN San Antonio, R.J. Achua. It's difficult to say anything other than that stems from Mike McCarthy. You know, Mike McCarthy even said they were up against more than just the 11 guys out there on the other side of the field. And so I put, you know, the lion's share of blame on him. But I also, I mean, obviously it goes on the players. And I think a lot of Cowboys fans don't want to come to terms with is It's their fault. They're not good enough. They were not good enough. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady has officially announced his retirement from the NFL after 22 years, saying today on Instagram that he is not going to make a competitive commitment anymore. Number eight, Baylor got a big win at home over West Virginia last night, 81-77. TCU won on the road over OU, 72-63. In the Big 12 tonight, number 10, Kansas at number 20, Iowa State. Tip is at 6 o'clock, and Chris Beer makes his return to Lubbock as number 23, Texas, takes on number 14, Texas Tech. That tip is at 8 o'clock. University of Mary Hardin Baylor football announced in a tweet yesterday evening that Jackson Sinney has died. Jackson passed away in a car accident on Sunday morning. Sinney was a sophomore defensive back from San Antonio for the Crusaders. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us this Thursday live from Rudy's and hear from men's tennis coach Michael Woodson and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Moulton. It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday live from Rudy's and right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and remember at uh, 5 o'clock, we will go live to Lubbock for tonight's epic battle. University of Texas and Chris Beard returning to Lubbock. It's going to be wild. And uh, Chris Level, who's part of the, uh, the Texas Tech broadcast team, will join us in just a few minutes. But first, we have Campus Confidential. Aaron, what do you have for us today? Well, you teased it going into the break, but former Oklahoma quarterback Caleb Williams has finally found a new school. It is USC. He is going to be reunited with his ex-coach Lincoln Riley, who he played for last year during his breakthrough freshman year with the Sooners. He uh, chose USC over UCLA, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin. Riley has now added three, 13 transfers from the portal since arriving at USC in November. Wilson earned ESPN Freshman All-American status last year. He finished uh, the season with 1,912 yards and 442 rushing yards and accounted for 27 touchdowns, 21 passing, 6 rushing, and threw just four interceptions, two of those in the Baylor game, by the way. USC, meanwhile, last year went 4-8 and eight and fired Coach Clay Helton in September before hiring Lincoln Riley. The other quarterbacks on the roster for USC, second-year player Miller Moss and Vanderbilt transfer Mo Hassan. All right. Caleb Williams, we were waiting for it. Wisconsin somehow kind of got into the mix. Caleb, um, you know, <laughs> I liked it. the Oklahoma people, you know, for a while they were like, well, I mean, you know, he – he, it's not for sure. There's a chance he comes back. Come on. Come on, guys. Once he was going to that portal, we knew where this was headed. And he ended up with Lincoln Riley. Not sure what took so long, but he makes a decision. And then if you noticed, Aaron, once uh, once that guy transferred into OU, Dylan Gabriel or whoever it was, the uh, UCF quarterback, the, the suddenly the OU fans were kind of like, oh, we're good. We're good. We got our quarterback. It is funny to me that so much has been made about a guy who 
I mean, he's good. He's fine. I, I mean, I loved what he did against uh, University of Texas. I mean, that was an incredible comeback. But, I mean, he got he got knocked out of the game by Baylor. I mean, they had to pull him. He was that bad. Mm-hmm. They tried Rattler, and then they went back to him. And he had his moments, but, he, you know, they, they had a – they had a two-score lead over OSU in the fourth quarter, and they still found a way to lose that game. I mean, he did not just have one of the greatest seasons in college football history, but he's been treated like he's the biggest prize <laughs> out there. Caleb Williams, the great Caleb Williams. You know, partially because of where he was playing and the fact that he'd been a five-star quarterback. And for whatever reason, once you're attached to Lincoln Riley, you know, you just – Everybody thinks you're the greatest thing. You're the greatest new quarterback, greatest. So I, I don't. Uh, you know, I, I it's it'll it'll be interesting. Wish him the best of luck. But uh, boy, USC, USC has really done it. They've been bringing in people like crazy, and I think uh, Lane Kiffin is is ready to hand over the. Uh, they they've been calling him the Portal King, and they've been doing some fun stuff with the uh, memes and stuff on on the on uh, Twitter. And Instagram, and he's ready to hand it over to to uh, Riley. Oh man, what a deal this is! Lincoln Riley gets his man, and USC will move on. Aaron, do you realize how easy it's going to be for them to win uh, Pac-12? Oh, absolutely. They will with the recruits he's bringing in. They will run through the Pac-12, and then they'll you know get blown out in the bowl game. But yeah. Or, or the or the CFP if they make it, but yeah, Eric, can you imagine though? Like, wh- when, you, when you if you're a USC fan, don't you just kind of look at it and go, and we were why did we stay with Clay Helton? <laughs> like, why did we stick this out for so long? <laughs> what a weird group that is. But now they're gonna roll out there at USC, and this gives this gives OU fans one more reason. Who do, do you think OU fans? hate Lincoln Riley more or do tech fans hate Chris Beard more on just the on the on the hate index Oof. I would go with tech fans and Chris Beard I mean even though I know well I don't know basketball no offense to the basketball program at tech but I don't know if it's you know the Oklahoma football program is huge and the fan base is pretty rabid. I'd still go with Tech. I mean, from what I've seen in the last 24 hours, it's, it sure seems like the uh, Tech fans are still pretty upset with Chris Beard for leaving. <laughs> Your no offense statement made me think back to a, a famous Bill Parcells moment where he started it with no offense to the – and like – And offended we everybody. Knew, we all knew it was going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, it was very offensive. Let's just say that one uh, – Reporter that had never been to Valley Ranch in her life suddenly showed up on the scene uh, because, uh, well, uh, yeah, Bill Bill offended an entire uh, group, ethnic group, <laughs> with his, with his no offense too. All right, uh, Aaron, continue, sir. Baylor football picked up a big commitment to the 2023 class. Christian Brothwaite, he's a linebacker. From, sorry, I lost my place. Uh, he is a four-star linebacker. 
Now I can't find his high school. This is why you. This is why you. This is why. This is why I use. You love these notes. You should go off notes. You should. You know what? No. A single note in front of me ever. You know why? (laughs) You know why? This is messed up because I'm doing it off my phone. I don't have it on paper. It's okay. It's okay. But anyway, he is. I I like this guy. No, I'm excited about him. Yeah. In fact, I'm. You say he's a four star. Yeah, according to uh, ranked uh, 247 has him ranked as the uh, 206th best recruit in the nation and the 21st best linebacker and the 36th best player in the state of Texas. So I he's just there. Him up. I've, I've looked at some film uh, mm-hmm. since you've been talking here, and I've moved him up to a five star. All right. I've okay. got him. It, he's no longer a four star. Uh, by the way, he's uh, he goes to school at Cy Ranch in Cypress. So took me a minute, but. That's why I don't like doing stories off my phone. Don't worry, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> but it's okay. he is the uh, highest rated commitment that Baylor does have for their 2023 class, and their 2023 class is off to a great start. Yeah, I saw that quarterback hanging out there. over uh, A junior day occurred. Novasad? Yeah, Novasad. Big guy. Yeah, Austin Novasad. And I think, you know, it, you know how recruits kind of get together and try to convince other recruits to – come to the school that they're committed to that's obviously happening all over the country but it's definitely happening with Baylor's recruits I've seen uh, him talk about that you know uh, Baylor had their junior day I think this weekend and them and he and a couple of others that have already committed to Baylor talking you know to recruits about going there also that way they could have you know a great class and win big 12s and national championships yeah, although that Pyron kid who was supposed to be in the 2022 group, you know, class decommitted after he had, like, tried to gather everybody up to go to Baylor. <laughs> Remember, he was like, a big recruiter and, like, helping us out. And then uh, Pyron just said, I think I'm going to go over here to Georgia Tech. Now, somebody I thought saw yesterday, I believe, Baylor did get a uh, 2022 quarterback. Yeah, I, and, I will have to look for the name, but, yeah, he will uh, – he's a – I think he's – enrolled as a preferred walk-on or going to enroll as a preferred walk-on but that did happen and i have that story somewhere in my many notes yeah yeah well look in your phone maybe maybe it's in your phone <laughs> um, may take a while this is uh yeah i see baylor already had a uh a someone from a, a preferred walk-on from argyle i believe it is cj rogers who's a really uh really good walk-on type quarterback who I'm hearing vibes that he may end up on scholarship. And uh, so, anyway, I was, uh, as we were talking, I was texting our, our, our expert, Kevin Longquist, and he, uh, he confirmed what you said, preferred walk-on. I kind of wanted Kevin to give me a little more than that to see what, what he thought of it. Brayson McHenry from Texarkana's Texas High School. Six Texas one. High School. Say the kid's name again. Uh, Brayson McHenry, 6'1", 190-pound quarterback. All right, get him in here. Get him in here. Let him try it out. This Novaside kid has some really I, – I, he's a, he's a, got some interesting measurables and apparently has a big arm. Anything else? Yeah, Eric, one, want, one yeah. more real quick. As the NFL's coaching carousel consent, continues to turn, the Vikings will reportedly interview Jim Harbaugh for their vacant head coach position. They will do it tomorrow, which is college football's late signing day. So – Harbaugh is one of at least three coaches still in the mix for the Minnesota vacancy, joining Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell and 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. But I would think that 
Harbaugh would have to be the front runner for that job at this point, especially if he's going there to interview. Yeah, I, I don't. That, that's a little awkward with Michigan and all that. And then huge news, by the way, today, since you brought up the NFL, uh, a story breaking that there's an enormous uh, lawsuit that has been filed, a class action, uh, class action lawsuit uh, from Brian Flores that uh, there was racism in the NFL, and uh, it, it, it basically alleges quite a few things. 58-page lawsuit against the Giants, the Broncos, and the Dolphins, including allegations that uh, uh, he was offered uh, bonuses of $100,000 per loss to tank that first season he was there. And uh, you remember they, they, he won the last, I think, four or five games of the season. And apparently Stephen Ross was very upset because it hurt their, their draft ranking. But uh, he was offered $100,000 per loss while he was with the Dolphins. Great organization. Got to love that. Oh, the NFL, boy, you're above everything, right? There's no... No hokey, no uh, no craziness going on. $100,000 bonus per game, per loss, is what he's alleging he was offered. Okay? Lots more to come on that. Brian Flores, big story out there. Class action lawsuit. Racism in the NFL. Racism. Okay, Aaron, um, 5 o'clock, it's coming, and we're going to go out to Lubbock for a live report. Chris Beard has returned to the Plains. Let's see what kind of reception he's going to get. That's next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. This year's McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 8th through the 11th at the Exaco Event Center with more than 500 local 4-H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help raise funds for the scholarships and education programs. And on Friday night, Holt and their family of businesses proudly presents the Sale of Champions with the top placing animals and projects up for sale. It's the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 8th through the 11th at the Extraco Event Center. For more information, like them on Facebook or call 254-722-2597. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. 
So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. <laughs> it is uh... Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. All eyes turn to Lubbock, Texas. Golly, this is fun. Uh, and uh, it's going to get, I don't know what it's going to be like. Who knows? I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be crazy. The atmosphere uh, in Lubbock tonight is Chris Beard returns. And we have none other than Chris Level, who is the radio analyst for the Texas Tech Red Raiders, and uh, I was looking at your Twitter earlier, Chris, and <laughs> I you had a picture of the uh, of of I guess the green room situation uh, reserved for Ric Flair. <laughs> I, nothing says nothing really explains this night like that simple fact that Ric Flair is going to be in the building. Uh, yeah, Vince McMahon would be proud of the atmosphere tonight. I think that's a, that's a fair statement. Yeah, I don't, I think to your point, Matt, I, I don't really know what to expect. Um, it, it's a, it's an important game. I think that both of these teams are good and are expected to be good and, and have played good basketball lately, but you, you know, this, there's a university of Texas elicits a lot of emotion. And I think that w- when you have a coach, leave you know and we can all we're old enough to remember david mcwilliams back in the day and i mean so yeah there's just kind of a perfect storm of of frustration and and excitement and feeling like you 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 know cruised and all all, just all the stuff and and again people are allowed to go work where they want but yeah tech fans are taking it personally and it all spills out tonight i really can't think he was talking about this earlier after the the team shoot around was i can't think of really another scenario in sports uh where we've seen something like this um where you know a coach leaves kind of for a a rival of sorts and and plays them six or seven months later uh and and the way that it all went down and the way it happened I mean all all the stuff I just don't really especially for college basketball I don't maybe there's one out there I just don't remember it you know, the, the the one that comes to mind is a tech example, and you got to go way back, Chris, uh, uh, even uh, while you and I were probably in junior high or something, and David McWilliams became the head coach at Tech and was doing yeah. well out there, and then he, uh, he, he gets the head coaching job at uh, University of Texas, and I would imagine – uh, I don't remember all of that, but I do kind of remember the buildup a little bit and what that was going to be like him coming back. And I do think 
even though David McWilliams was a University of Texas graduate like, uh, like Chris Beard, there was a feeling of betrayal, especially how quickly that one happened. I think he came out to Lubbock for maybe only a year, a year. maybe only one yep, season correct. and left. I mean, at least Beard uh, gave the Tech folks, you know, uh, several seasons, and then as an assistant he gave Tech a lot. But I just don't think, as you said, people want to hear that right now. Uh, now, Chris, did you did you venture out there to to uh, witness any of the any of the interaction between the uh, the tech students and Beard last night? No, I was not. I, I'm I'm trying to stay away as far as that as possible. I mean, I, I I hate that that happened. I didn't know whether to like think that was funny or cringy or, and I think it surprised Chris uh, that it, it 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 went down like that. But I also don't think you know. I don't know. I, I guess I've gathered that he doesn't understand, you know, maybe how frustrated people are out here. But again, to each his own. He, he's a he's a really good coach, uh, I think. And, and really, the the reaction here is, is is he may not see it this way, but it's a compliment as much as anything. I mean, it's a compliment into kind of how he tapped into the fiber of of what the because he was here for 15 years. I mean, people forget about the 10 years he was here as an assistant. And he's a really good coach. And Texas is going to win, and they're going to be fine. Uh, and I think Tech felt like, you know, maybe we're, we're not going to be fine. We're not sure. And I think Mark's done a really good job, a much better job. He's got great hair, as you know. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, but <laughs> but I, I, I don't – I just don't know how this is going to play out tonight. But he's going to walk into 15,000-plus, uh, and they're, they're going to they're gonna let him hear it. You know, that's just the way it's going to go. This is how it used to be in the old SWC. Now, it wasn't always like – this, you know, like some sort of uh, hatred storyline, but the, the amount of fans, Chris, you remember um, when we were we were like in high school or something, or uh, Pen- Penders uh, went to Waco, and I mean he got mistreated, and he said his wife they weren't nice to his wife. You know, people are like, what <laughs> Baylor? That could happen at Baylor? Are you kidding me? But that's how you know that's how the SWC those these places used to be extremely tough to play in. It's why Baylor's going to downsize and go to a 7,500-seat arena because, you know, it's just not as tough to play in the Farrell Center. Yeah, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm old enough to remember Gerald and Gerald Myers going to, to Arkansas and taking his sport coat off and spiking it down next to Nolan Richardson. And, you know, there was an incident with Tony Baroni, <laughs> the, the old A&M coach, and Joe Wilbur, I mean, you know, like a guy's gotten a uh, – somebody got punched and, you know, an Aggie player hit a Tech fan, I think. I mean, it's just – yeah, I mean, those, those are the good old days. But, yeah, this is this, this is probably the hottest ticket in this city's history, really, um, uh, because, you know, it, it, it reminds me of the 08 Texas game, but supply and demand. I mean, there was 50,000 people in that one, but there's lower-level seats in this building going for well over $1,000 tonight. So – um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a three ring circus. Who's the, uh, who's the PR man? Who's the SID for basketball out there? Wes Bloomquist. Yeah. I think it'd be good yeah. if I just text, texted Wes right now and said, Hey Wes, is it, could I still get a credential this evening? I'm, yeah, I'm in no, the area. He, he's got enough to, he's got enough to deal with. Don't, don't do that to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I did see. Did you notice? Um, did you notice Joey McGuire, uh, former Baylor assistant? Boy, you can hear that you're trying out the PA system behind you there. Uh, Joey put out a little video, kind of, I guess, uh, 
maybe cl- trying to tell students and, and tech fans to be classy about it. I, I don't know how far that will go. Uh, it, uh, I think Joey, I think his heart's in the right place on doing that and trying to re- you know, set the right tone. Now, the thing is, and this is hard to capture on TV, I'm, I'm anxious to see what you think of when you, you know, your eye, you know, because you'll be down there real close to Chris and then real close to the tech bench and everything. So I think you're going to have a really good look at it. I, I, th- I think most of the country watching this on TV tonight, it'll be a little bit of a letdown because it's just hard to truly capture everything. Oh. Yeah, we got the sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually sitting in my seat that you're talking about right now, and they're uh, they're going through the national anthem. Uh, Sounds pretty good. That's loud. Oh, that's okay. I I kind of like the it. Microphone uh, works. Yeah. Oh wow, okay, he's hitting sorry. he's hitting that yeah, hard. No, and it's to... always a little awkward because you feel bad like doing radio or interview during the national anthem. I think we should let him get through this. Let's just let's just listen to him for a second, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who this is? Yes, it's uh, David Jackson. He was uh, he's a tech grad, and he uh, he was actually on Broadway as the Phantom of the Opera guy. So he's actually <laughs> yeah. They've got yeah pulling out all the stops tonight. <laughs> uh, what time does uh? Rick Flair get going. Is that right before tip off or when is Flair, Flair going to do his give, thing? Yeah, I think they're going to give the microphone to Rick Flair right before the game starts. I don't know if that'll be caught on TV or not. I don't know what he'll say. But uh, it's, uh, and, and, you know, that's what anytime Joey McGuire gets a commitment, that's like, the, that's what he pops out there is the Rick Flair, you know, image and stuff. So I yeah. think Joey's looking forward to meeting old Rick Flair too. Yeah. Well, tell, tell that guy, if you can, Chris, that we loved it. That was a, kind of a live performance right here on ESPN Central that. Texas. No, 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 I'm not kidding. I, I, don't, <laughs> I didn't mind it at all. Chris Level joining us, uh, radio analyst for Texas Tech. Now, uh, when all the sideshow and all the fun stuff that's happening in the stands, there's going to be a basketball game. And both teams need this. Both teams, I think Texas snuck back into the top 25. Tech is uh, firmly entrenched there. Um, what do you think? I mean, I'll say this. I, Texas, I don't know when the last time they had a point guard. One of their biggest issues, they just flat out can can cannot score, especially against a great defensive team like Tech. What are you kind of expecting, though? Do you think – do you think um, Tech can kind of ride that crowd? Do you what? Are you, what is your what are your expectations for the actual on court? Uh, uh, what we're going to see tonight? Yeah, I, I think both teams. You know, the the atmosphere will be tricky. It can go both ways. I mean, it can it can suck the energy out of the home team. You know, as much as as much as it can help you, and it can motivate the road team as much as it can make them crack. I mean, but I, I think to your point, I think Texas plays a slower style. Uh, and I think they, you know, they, they give up the fewest points in the country per game, I think, uh, or it's close. They're in the top five. But part of that is just because they're, they're slow, deliberate, and slower on offense. And if, if they're Andrew Jones and the Courtney Ramey's and the Marcus Cars, if those guys are able to hit shots, I mean, they'll, they'll be in this game, and they, they could easily win it. You know, if, if, if they're not and Tech gets a lead, I think that's where you know the crowd could kind of really uh, affect Texas, certainly. But that's that's kind of the 
the dynamic. And, and if Texas, when, when Texas has turned the ball over, they can be beaten and, and it looks ugly. But when they don't turn it over, I mean, they're as talented as anybody in the conference, but they just haven't meshed yet. And I think this, this Red Raider team, if they can cause some of those turnovers and then score off of them and make, make their offense a bit easier and score off of some of the mistakes that Texas makes, that's where this thing could, could really favor the Red Raiders. You know, Texas uh, uh, panicked the other night and almost lost that game against Rick Barnes. I mean, this is a weird thing. Texas just had an emotional welcoming Rick back, and now this is an emotional – this is not a real welcome. This is uh, <laughs> whatever you would call it. I, I did joke today, uh, Chris, on Twitter. I said, will there be a tribute video? <laughs> Can you imagine if somebody from Tech tried to put something nice together like a tr- like a Chris, thank you, coach. Good to see you, kind of thing. Can you imagine what the fans would do if they tried to pull something like that? Yeah, that 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 was not going to happen. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, and I, I, I've known I've known Beard for twenty years. You know, when he was here as an assistant, he treated me great. I get along with the guy, but it, it's it's just one of the, you know. Again, Texas elicits a different kind of emotion, and so um, that's the part that it's like you know. And, and had he been here for for as long as Rick was in, in Austin, you know, but Rick was fired by, by the folks in Austin and, and it was seven or eight years between when he came back. I mean, there's, you know, so that, yeah, there will be no tribute video here. And, you know, there, there's a lot of former players off the final four team that will be here tonight, Tariq Owens and Norris Odiase and, you know, Zach Smith, Zaire Smith. A lot of those guys are, are in the house tonight uh, going to be at the game. And so it, it's just going to be interesting. There's just a lot of dynamics at play here, certainly, and a lot of emotion. And I'm sure it's tugging on, because Coach Adams was right there for all that, too. I mean, so uh, it's not like any former player has picked one over the other and, and all that because Coach Adams was sitting right next to, to Chris when they did their thing at Little Rock and when they did all of the, uh, the, the great things here at Texas Tech when he was the head coach. I mean, Mark was the associate head coach and the defensive coordinator and all that stuff. So this is, yeah, a lot of emotions for those guys. I'm sure, and to a certain extent, I think a lot of people are just ready to, to get this night over with. It's, just, it's a lot, you know, and, and again, both teams need a result. I mean, if you look at the league standings, they're trying to catch your Bears and catch, uh, you know, the, the, the Jayhawks and, and trying to keep up with them. So both of these, you know, and you're, you're about halfway through the conference season after tonight, and you need to, you know, because whoever loses this game is looking up at the other one in the conference standings. You know, and that's that, that I think, has been the message that Mark has tried to get with his team. It's just another game, fellas. Easier said than done, but this is we we got to hold serve at home, and you, you need this for the Big Twelve race as much as anything. Yeah, I got to say that I thought uh, I thought the way Tech played at Kansas was pretty awesome. I mean, uh, Bryson Williams and uh, uh, O'Banner. I mean, th- those. I mean, there were huge plays down the stretch. Last thing I had for you at the end of that game when Ogbaji hit the three to tie it. Did that? I guess that was the one that sent it into overtime. How much time was left when he shot that? Could could Tech have fouled him and sent him to the line there? Was there some thought to that? I, honestly, today I was thinking about – there was a Baylor game last night where it, it was almost going to come up. Are they going to foul or not, you know, up three? And so it made me start thinking back to that particular game. Was uh, w- Could they could Tech have uh, gone ahead and fouled them there? I think that's the dilemma if you're a head coach, if, if you foul up, up when you're up like that. I think, you know, they've changed the rules in recent years to where it used to, you could go walk over and hug somebody like, hey, I'm intentionally fouling this guy, put him on the line, you know, pick their worst free throw shooter. 
But now you have to make a play on the ball, and you have to be careful and, and, and understand if you go over and, and you're going to foul somebody, you've got to make a play on the ball, and, and they may – you know, just throw it up and, and you get, you give up three free throws. So it's just the dicey dynamic. Some people just strongly believe in fouling when you're up like that. Uh, they didn't call it that. I think that the issue with that play was there were seven seconds left on the clock. And, and I think TJ Shannon, he shot that ball with, ah, there was four or five seconds left. They probably yeah. could have gotten a better look than he did. And, and, and they had a timeout, but that's, that's also the dilemma that coaches have. Do we want to play against a set defense if we call timeout? Or do we want to just keep it in the flow and, and keep the opposition in scramble mode and having to guard us on the fly? Yeah, well, I thought it was a pretty impressive performance, but Kansas has a way of pulling those things out, although Kentucky went in there and just hit them over the head. All right, well, hey, enjoy all of it, the whole Ric Flair. Take a, uh, I know you got to get focused on the game at some point, but see if you can tweet out a picture of Flair. Or try to get a picture with Rick. Uh, you need that. You know, that'd be fun. Um, the, but, the nature uh, boy. You got it. We'll, we'll yeah, talk yeah. That, man. All right. Hey, good to visit with you, and uh, have fun tonight. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, you bet. Uh, there he goes. Got to hear some of the national anthem. And uh, Chris Level joining us, radio uh, analyst for Texas Tech. Now, some people would say, Mosley, you should not have continued talking during the national anthem. I, and you may be right. I just felt like it, but they were rehearsing it. It was not the real national anthem before the game. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that we, we're okay. I don't think we should get in trouble for that. All right, Aaron, that's my, that's my determination. Uh, it is time now uh, to uh, hear from Scott Drew. I mean, that, now, that was, uh, that was an interesting game last night on a lot of different fronts. We'll react to it. And then hear what Scott had to say after the game. We'll do that next. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat. Your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, a gutsy come-from-behind shorthanded win for the Baylor Bears last night over West Virginia. We'll give you details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor basketball, number eight in the nation this week, hosting West Virginia last night on the floor in the Farrell Center, but doing so without two of their top three scorers, L.J. Cryer and Adam Flagler, both out of the game with injuries. 
The Bears had an early lead, gave that away. West Virginia led by as much as 10 early in the second half. The Bears kept chipping away, and behind a 25-point effort by James Akinjo, the Bears win over West Virginia, 81-77 the final. After the game, we visited with head coach Scott Drew. Oh, Coach, what a win tonight. Man, I tell you, gutsy performance. Uh, 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 I can tell you, the good Lord uh, gave us energy. I didn't know where we had that second half because we really competed and played hard. Um, to have 24 to 2 second chance points against the West Virginia team, um, that happens as often as that snowstorm once a every decade in Waco. So, Century. Um, I mean, that, that that's a great effort on our, our guys' part. And then only 11 turnovers um, without having uh, uh, LJ and Adam. I mean, that's just handling the pressure and being able to uh, uh, Dale 4-0 for the game. I mean, and then uh, so happy for Matt because obviously anything that could go wrong did for him. And then down the stretch, he was unbelievable. So, uh Students were great. Fans were great. We needed all that energy to help us climb over the top. And the great thing is we did that with them really shooting it well. I mean, early on, they were they made some tough, tough shots. Scott Drew following last night's dramatic 81-77 win over West Virginia in the Farrell Center. 25 by James Akinjo leads the Bears. 14 points and 6 rebounds by Jonathan Chumwachachua. 13 points and 9 rebounds for Jeremy Sohan in the win that gets the Bears to 19-3 on the season, 7-2 in Big 12 Conference play. Now headed to Lawrence to play the 10th-ranked Jayhawks this Saturday afternoon. Also from yesterday, Baylor men's tennis, a 4-0 win over Miami to clinch their spot in the ITA National Indoors. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Keep up with Baylor softball on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight in mild conditions with lows falling to 53 degrees. Tomorrow, pack the umbrella. Rain likely with a high of 59. And on Thursday, a winter storm watch in effect for our area. Look for a 70% chance of sleet and freezing rain and a high of 26. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. All right, how about this? So Tech plays Kansas on Big Monday tonight, and it's yep. in Lawrence. What if, what if Pat Mahomes shows up and Tech people are cheering for him and Kansas people are cheering for him? He can't lose if he shows up tonight. Wonder what the crowd will do tonight at Allen if indeed he shows up. <laughs> John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here, and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. Oh,
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady has officially announced his retirement from the NFL after 22 years, saying today on Instagram that he is not going to make a competitive commitment anymore. Number eight, Baylor got a big win at home over West Virginia last night, 81-77. TCU won on the road over OU, 72-63. In the Big 12 tonight, number 10, Kansas at number 20, Iowa State, tip is at 6 o'clock. And Chris Beer makes his return to Lubbock as number 23, Texas, takes on number 14, Texas Tech. That tip is at 8 o'clock. University of Mary Hardin Baylor football announced in a tweet yesterday evening that Jackson Sinney has died. Jackson passed away in a car accident on Sunday morning. Sinney was a sophomore defensive back from San Antonio for the Crusaders. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Akencho into Bonner, back to Akencho, and he nails the triple from the left-hand corner. The Bears within one at 63-62. There it was, the comeback. Last night, it was uh, tense. You heard the game right here on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris, Pat Nunley on the call. Always do such a great job. You can hear the John Morris show at 3 o'clock. And then, uh, of course, Tom Barfield and Ward and the whole gang, uh, 7 to 9. I think I can say now officially Garrett Ross was spotted in the building today. And he'll be a part of that uh, that whole morning extravaganza. I mean, the more the merrier. And uh, Tom is in there at like 5 a.m. every day. Does seven to nine, and then he was out there to support me yesterday out at the uh, out at coaches as I did the live show out there. And uh, Tom did a great job. Uh, we appreciate him being out there and being a part of all that. We had a lot of fun people drop by. Uh, Alan Holt came by from the uh, Baylor Line Foundation, and then uh, of course uh, we had uh, none other than uh, Brian Fonville representing our uh, our beloved Central National Bank. That's our title sponsor, and we're so proud to, to be with them. And I also wanted to say a quick word about the Baylor Club. In fact, last night I had some folks like, hey, Mosley, we're over at the Baylor Club. Come over here. I didn't get to go because I had some other stuff I had to do. But what an awesome uh, scene that is. The buffet uh, sometimes before games is incredible that they put together. And then the menu is really good, too. And then the uh, anytime uh, bar and grill that's a that's a beautiful bar, and so you can hang out in there and just watch TV. They've got great flat screens and all that. And then for people that are wondering about, can I get a work meeting there? Yeah, they've got workspace. So they have unbelievable deals on uh, on memberships. And Club Court does a, uh, you know, that they do a nice job. And if, once you join, you can have access to things all around the country. So the Baylor Club. Mike Mosel and his staff, tremendous, and we appreciate them. In fact, they listen to us on a daily basis right over there at the Baylor Club. Thank you. Thank you for being um, a part of not only the John Morris Show, but also the Matt Mosley Show and ESPN Central Texas in general. We appreciate all our fine sponsors. Alan Samuels, you too. My goodness, the uh, Ted Teagan and his staff out there, uh, unbelievable, some of the deals they have going on. All right, um, last night's game. 
it was uh, it was not looking good. Taz Sherman for West Virginia just is a tremendous player. He had COVID, and so it kind of knocked him out for a little while, and he hadn't been playing as great for West Virginia. And he was going off last night. I think he finished with 29 points, but he gets hurt with about three or four minutes left in that game. And at the time, I think Baylor was up by two. It was an inadvertent kind of – I didn't even look. At one point they were calling it – it wasn't an elbow. It was kind of the hand, the back of the hand. And I think it was Sohan uh, who hit him. And it obviously not on purpose. But it, it rung – you know, it was enough that he, he had a, obviously in pain and had a headache and then finally had to go to the locker room. And one of the announcers said something to the effect of, uh, well, that's a good sign. Like something about, like I was like, why is that a good sign that he's going to the locker room? That's not a good sign for West Virginia's hopes. Uh, it, so, I mean, it was a, uh, obviously that helped Baylor, him being off the court. But Baylor had already started their comeback. They were in a bad way with about nine or ten minutes left in that game. They're down nine. One point they'd fallen behind by ten in the second half. It just didn't look good. Um, Meyer was having an awful night. Akinjo was really the only one scoring through one stretch. But they just, you know, they, they stayed patient, stayed after it, and they ended up just doing some really good things to fight the, fight the way back into the game. And I thought uh, Akinjo made huge shots. He scores 25 in that game. Great to see him, even with a tailbone injury. Flagler did not play. And L.J. Cryer did not play. Two of the biggest scorers for this team. Cryer's arguably the best shooter on the team. Flagler is, you know, an all-around great player, scorer, defender, the whole thing. I mean, he's a great leader as well. So you're missing two big pieces, and you find a way to gut one out. Tough for West Virginia because they're winning, winning. They're winning at halftime. They make a big shot at the end of the half to put themselves up 39-31, I believe it was, at the half. Bears carve it down, but they, they came right back. It was like 49-44, and Bear, Baylor was kind of hanging, hanging, hanging. And then West Virginia almost looked like they were going to drop the hammer. And that was as gutty a win as you'll see. Last year's team would drop the hammer and just bury teams. So they weren't always in a lot of close games. They won most games by 8 to 20 points, somewhere in that range. They, they just It was very rare when somebody gave them a game. And really the only time it happened is when they were coming out of COVID. And they almost got beat by one of the horrible teams. Uh, Iowa State was awful last year. But they, they were coming out of COVID, and they weren't quite right against Kansas. And they lost that game too. But that was all COVID-related. This year, they've had some injuries and all that. What I don't want to do, sometimes I see on Twitter some of the my Baylor brethren, that, oh, my gosh, we're, we're down, two, down two players. It's this real fatalist attitude. Well, that's okay. I mean, you've got other players. That's why you're deep. Uh, last night they were making a huge deal, two scholarship guards, only two scholarship guards. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, we, we, can, we can talk about that all day, but Meyer can slide over and play guard. Okay, he can handle the ball. So it was a great deal, and I don't like all this because, you know what, other teams have major issues that are missing players. 
Tash Sherman was out with COVID for a while. That's one of the reasons West Virginia is 2-6 and six in conference. They're not that bad. They showed it last night. They can flat-out play. So I, I wish Baylor's fandom, golly, we get whiny sometimes. And I've, I'm not saying I don't do it occasionally. I get mad at the officials or something. But, I, I mean, there's people on Twitter that is just constantly – Oh, it's the officials. Oh, we're hurt. Oh, we don't have this. We don't have that. Oh, the officials are trying to mess with us. Why can't we ever get calls? Well, I would say that last night um, Huggins probably felt like he got he, he did not get calls. And he may be right to a certain extent, but it happens. Baylor's had it happen for years at Kansas. Every team in the Big 12 knows when you play at Kansas, you're playing against six players when you count the officials as the sixth player for a team. And that's that's just the rules. And I think I think what Scott Drew's hoping, now of course they won a national title, my gosh, but what he's hoping with this new arena, honestly, is that there is a thought that officials sometimes get intimidated by crowds. I know they get intimidated by coaches. I promise you over the years, Bill Self and Bob Huggins have intimidated refs. I've watched them do it. I've watched them do it. They're they're in it, imposing in different ways self just talks 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 self self is uh fascinating to watch coach a game huggins is just this monster of a man who has this presence about him and officials are scared about him mainly because maybe they respect him so much i don't know now last night it was hilarious and they 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 had this on the broadcast there's somebody that lives in waco Somebody will text us in. Text us in his name because I can't remember his name now. Aaron, chime in if you remember his name. 254-662-1660. Who was the, the local guy that looks so much like Huggins? I mean, that was hilarious. They showed him up in stance. He's got the same haircut, the same body type. He's got his, he's got his uh, shirt kind of open. Looks like he's got a gold chain on or something. It was awesome. It looked like Huggins, a little bit younger. A little bit Huggins is like 68 years old. This guy's a little bit younger. But it was the greatest deal. It looked like, as they said on the broadcast, his doppelganger. And um, so, anyway, somebody will text that in. 254-662-1660 is our number. What's that guy's name? I'd like to give him a shout-out. In fact, I, I, I should have tried to get him on the air today because everybody was talking about it. It led Sports Center, and they were even talking about George's on Sports Center last night. Talked about the uh, talked about the Big O and uh, and a frosted glass. That was uh, that was uh, Scott Van Pelt. I would imagine Trey Wingo at one point uh, told him about the Big O and George's and all that kind of good stuff. All right, let's uh, let's let me look at my time here. Okay, I think we have a little time. Let's actually listen to a little bit of Scott Drew from last night because I thought this was a really interesting game. It was a gutsy, gutsy win by the Bears. And then Matt Meyer, who had a really rough game, just he was like 0 for 7, and he finishes with a 9-point flurry. It's just what he does. Huge rebounds, a huge three. Um, he, Matt Meyer took over the game in the last couple of minutes. In the last three minutes and 30 seconds of that game, Meyer scores nine. He had no points before that. Oh, oh I, I appreciate it, Aaron. What's uh, what's the name of our uh, of our lookalike, our Bob Huggins lookalike? Henry Witt. Uh, John was actually talking a little bit about that earlier, so I went online and a couple of people had tweeted the side-by-side that ESPN did. You know, one was a steal and one was a video, but they look 
so much alike. <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. But his name right. is Henry Witt. I want Henry Witt to come on with us tomorrow. So if anybody knows how to get a hold of Henry, uh, text us in. You don't have to text us the number. You can just say, hey, Matt, I'll help connect you, however you want to do it. Uh, nobody else sees your text besides Aaron and, and, and me. Okay, Aaron and I see your text messages. That's it. We don't share them with all the other people out there. So if you can connect me with Henry Witt, I would love to have him on. That was so fun. I, I should have had him on today. All right, um, let's listen to a little bit uh, for, and thanks for our textures. I love when our people text into the CNC Collision text line. Um, let's listen to a little bit of Scott Drew after the, uh, the comeback win over West Virginia. So, uh, typical big, big Monday game. It's going to be hard fought and uh, couldn't be more proud of our guys uh, being uh, uh, shorthanded, obviously, and guys had to step up and quick turnaround, tough uh, loss on Saturday to bounce back. And um, the thing that just jumps out is uh, 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 our tenacity on the boards. I mean, uh, I know our free throw shooting was atrocious uh, for a long time, um, but to, to rebound like we did, I mean, uh, I said on the radio, you, you only beat West Virginia and Coach Huggins 24-2 on a second chance as often as that snowstorm we had last year in Texas. So it doesn't happen often. And I credit our guys really battling and playing hard and competing. Scott, what is it about this team? You guys, you have a different rotation just about every game now. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it's, fr- it's frustrating uh, because you're 15-0 when you have everybody and then you get people back and then you lose people. And a lot of times you find out the day of the game they can't go, so it's not like you get prep time. And so, uh, um, anyway, we'll, we'll keep uh, grinding. And, I mean, that, that's the Big 12, though. You're going to get banged up. You're going to get bruised. You're going to get beat down. And uh, that's why a big Monday game's great because now we get a couple days to recover. And uh, Dave will be the busiest man I know. Uh, LJ and Adam, are they day to day or is it more serious? Both day to day. Once their pain is where they can play, um, then we're, they're good. So they tell me tomorrow they're good, they're good. So that's why I pray for every night. <laughs> Coach, how do you get a 14 point swing when the other team's going nine for 11? Well, I, I can tell you that uh, uh, West Virginia's. Uh, uh, had some tough losses, but they were they were shooting shooting it tonight and uh, making some tough tough threes early on. And they they got great players, so uh, we know that's what they're capable of. And uh, I thought we did a great job second half and uh, limiting them to what just four threes second half. But I mean they had uh, um, I mean they made some tough shots. Uh, we we had some good looks and they weren't going down. So, I, but anyway, uh, uh, credit our guys for battling on the glass. James look a little smoother out there tonight. Yeah, I thought the last 10 minutes against Alabama for the first time he started to play like he had before the injury. And um, I mean, it was his first time really being injured, so the mental part is as important as the physical part. Um, I told him he's the most blessed man around because anyone to go as long as he's done playing and not have an injury, I uh, must be praying a lot. <laughs> with, with Matthew tonight, the first half, he was shut down and then. Well, I mean, I mean, Matt, Matt's a senior, and you want them all. You want all the guys to play well, but especially your seniors when you're shorthanded, you you hope that they step up. And and I mean, we could turn that light on and off, and that's basically, I mean, the off was 
most of the game for him. And then when it went on, you really got to credit him because uh, he made tough plays. Like those rebounds he got, uh, those were tough plays. Uh, defensively, he made some uh, uh, tough plays. And then uh, uh, obviously made some buckets. It was a huge three he shot. Um, so Matt's one of those guys, uh, uh, he's capable of turning it on. And uh, um, I mean, him and Jeremy, you blindfold them, and I think they'd go more than two for 12 from the free throw line. So I, I, I mean, I know they were frustrated, but sometimes that carries over to the rest of their your game. And I thought uh, Matt to put that behind him and come back and do what he did was tremendous. Uh, how about the energy? Jeremy gave, gave you guys a second straight really good game. Yeah, I mean, uh, 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 if you throw in free throws and say he goes six for eight, now he's at uh, 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 17 and what, 17 and nine. So um, he's... He really did a great job defensively for us. Um, had a couple turnovers that he normally doesn't have, um, but he's, he's still getting back to in a rhythm. And that's one thing when you have people out for an injury, it's not like they're practicing. So when they come back, they're out of rhythm. The team's out of rhythm because they're back, and it just takes time to get everybody. And that's that's uh, credit our guys for coming up with a, a, a gritty, tough win against a very. I mean, anytime you beat Coach Huggins and a West Virginia team, they're not giving you the game. You gotta you gotta take it from them. And I thought they really competed. They 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 executed well. Um, I mean, they only had uh, 15 turnovers, and normally our defense causes more than that. So I mean, they they did a great job. Scott, you had to count on Dale for more minutes tonight. 36 minutes. Four assists, no turnovers, didn't score a lot, but just kind of steady, I guess. Yeah, and and uh, uh, played played some good defense in there too. And I mean, he was somebody at the beginning of conference. I mean, probably the first what five games he didn't play thirty six minutes. So to play thirty six in one game, that's that's tremendous by him. And um, uh, he's gotten better and better. And credit the the teammates for having trust and belief in him, his hard work, and uh, um, stepping up tonight. I mean, four and zero is really good. We needed those. Was, um, Scott Drew and even Jordan Turner had to come into that game almost hit the shot out of the corner. Really wanted that to go down for him, and they had to dip into their uh, their bench some. And Del Bonner, as he said, played a ton of minutes. I don't know, what did they just say, 36 minutes? That's a, that's a lot for him. And so they basically had uh, Bonner and Akinjo trying to run the team. At times, Meyer was having to slide over. There were just too many, there were too many guys having to kind of play a little bit out of position. Things were a little funky. Things were, uh, I'm trying to think who uses that term now. Um, there's, there's somebody that says herky-jerky a lot. I think it's Mike McCarthy. Things were a bit herky-jerky, as Mike McCarthy would say. And I, I just uh, – there were a couple of passes, though, that I loved from Akinjo. There – I can't help but think – and I know Mavericks fans can't stand this guy. But I can't help but think of Rondo when I watch him because he's got extremely long arms. He he has some, some passes that he makes that are uh, just kind of Rondo-like – in that he, he sees things before everybody else, and he's willing to, to make those kind of passes. Now, there's, a, there's some guys making passes that kind of have to watch it because Sohan's obviously going to be a really, really good all-around player. He's, he sometimes tries to thread the needle too much. Now, the thing is, he makes some great plays. He'll throw one right through there to, to uh, Jonathan or, uh, or to Kendall or whatever. 
Kendall and Sohan are starting to figure it out. Kendall hit a three last night that was huge. I mean, they needed it big time. In fact, I want to say that might have been when they were down by nine, and he hit a three that made it 57-51. And it it was so big. And and then once they got to within – I've seen this team – this year, a couple times, get it to four or get it to five or six and then fade a bit. This team, much like last year's team, the, last night, they it was like once the comeback was on, that West Virginia was in trouble. West Virginia was in big trouble. And the Bears were able to put the clamps on them. And then, um, and then again, got to work on the free throws. That's a horrible way to start a game. 0 for 7 from the free throw line. Got to clean that up. But uh, I have faith that they can do that. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. It's now time for the dismount. It's where we say goodbye and have a couple more uh, details with with you on this crazy uh, situation with what Bill Belichick screwed up in a text message. That's next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location. 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. This is ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady has officially announced his retirement from the NFL after 22 years, saying today on Instagram that he is not going to make a competitive commitment anymore. Number eight, Baylor got a big win at home over West Virginia last night, 81-77. TCU won on the road over OU, 72-63. In the Big 12 tonight, number 10, Kansas at number 20, Iowa State, tip is at 6 o'clock. And Chris Beer makes his return to Lubbock as number 23, Texas, takes on number 14, Texas Tech. That tip is at 8 o'clock. University of Mary Hardin Baylor football announced in a tweet yesterday evening that Jackson Sinney has died. Jackson passed away in a car accident on Sunday morning. Sinney was a sophomore defensive back from San Antonio for the Crusaders. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. It is, uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, the dismount, we call it, where we have to say goodnight to you, get you ready for uh, a little Tuesday night action on TV. Uh, the uh, Sometimes I like to kind of tell you either a show to watch tonight or some basketball. Uh, Kansas' star player, uh, Ajabi, is uh, not making the trip to Iowa State. So at 6 o'clock tonight, right when you're finished with us, you could watch Kansas at Iowa State. That's a great opportunity for Iowa State to get a win, especially with one of the best players in the country not making the trip. And then, of course, at 8 o'clock tonight, it'll be tip-off time in Lubbock, Texas. We've had great reports from Lubbock and, and folks headed to Lubbock and all of that. And so we appreciate Brian Davis. We appreciate Chris Level. Appreciate Nikki Collin, the Baylor women's coach, for coming on with us earlier today. But tonight at 8 o'clock, and Aaron, I don't know how much you've been looking at, at uh, Twitter, but three hours before the ball game, man, it's a it's a wild scene outside of the United Supermarkets Arena, whatever they call that place. It is uh, it is it is really really gonna be crazy and huge, huge crowd of students and fans. Uh, I I think there might be some alcoholic beverages involved. That is going to be an atmosphere. I think some of my tech buddies and tech fans in general are probably a little worried tonight about kind of what they're going to look like nationally in a big game. Not not even they're on the court. Are the students going to are they going to take it a little too far? Somebody going to throw something? I I hope not. I hope there's plenty of security. Some of the tech officials have been asking for uh, Joey McGuire had a little video today asking for people to, you know, use common sense and that type of thing. I hope it's just fun. They're going to let him have it, though. It's going to be crazy, and I intend to watch every minute of it. I know Aaron is ready to do the same. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Already have huge things lined up for you. It is the Matt Mosley Show with Aaron Sexton. Everybody have a great evening. See you tomorrow. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 basketball on today's Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. Coming up, two games last night in the Big 12. We'll look at those results, plus two, ga- two, ga- plus two games tonight. Matt-